Well, hello and welcome to the RBI Shop. I'm your host, Ryan Bishop. Going to be talking about the minor leagues today, the Northwest League, mostly focused on the Spokane Indians, but we're going to cover all the teams. Going to talk about some of the positives of the changes in the minors and what some of those changes are. We're going to break down each team that will be in the Northwest League next year, and then we'll just tidy it up at the end. So let's go. So let's get started. A lot of changes going on in the minors. And let me tell you first and foremost, I love baseball. I love reading about baseball. I love following baseball. I do not get paid to do these. And quite frankly, there are people who do get paid to do these because they do an incredible job. Most of the information I'm telling you, I originally heard from J.J. Cooper, who works with Baseball America. He is absolutely incredible. Go check out Baseball America. Find the money to pay for a subscription. It's absolutely worth it. That's not a sponsorship. That is just me giving you good advice if you want to be a great baseball fan. They absolutely do the best covering the minors and prospects, especially international and um, college. Absolutely incredible job. Go check them out. So we're going to be talking about the minors today. You've heard lots of negative stuff about how they're just killing these teams everywhere and getting rid of whole cities and whatever. Like, And you basically have heard a lot of the negatives. Today we're going to focus on the positives. Partly is I'm in Spokane. I'm so excited about what's happening now with the Spokane Indians. And I'm excited to go out and see them. Um, I know for 43 cities around the country that it kind of sucks as a baseball fan right now. There's... I mean, in Northwest, if you're in Salem-Kaiser, if you're in Boise, it sucks right now. And while those teams are in a rough spot, if you're in another Northwest League city, there is a lot of good things going on. If you're in a city that kept minor league baseball at all, good things are going on. And even in those cities that lost affiliated baseball, they will still have some kinds of teams. There are some good things. Um, Obviously, not all of them. There's you'll hear plenty of the negatives, so we're going to focus on some of the positives today. So first of all, um, you saw it in the last few years, Kyler Murray um, with the Arizona Cardinals and Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs. What? I thought this was about baseball. Well, both Mahomes and Murray were very good baseball players. Kyler Murray was drafted by Oakland. I want to say he was a seventh overall pick one uh, the year before he went to Oklahoma big money turned it down to go play in the nfl patrick mahomes dad was a pitcher in the major league baseball obviously could have been a great pitcher he's just such an incredible athlete not even a consideration he's in the nfl guys don't want to sit in the minor leagues for years and so they will go out of their way to join major leagues or to join the nfl to play the nba other leagues have more draw than major league baseball right now and it's unfortunate, and part of that is how the minor leagues were. It was nasty in years. You hear guys who are getting paid maybe $10,000 a year to go eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, sit on a bus eight hours a day, and to somehow be in tippy-top shape to be the best baseball player possible. It's just kind of crazy. Um, so you're going to see a lot of things stepping up a notch. Um, some of the changes... You're going to see they're going to get better Wi-Fi access for teams in the locker rooms. Their travel experience is going to be better, um, even flying more rather than just taking buses everywhere on those long trips. They're going to improve the lighting in the stadiums. 
They're going to have to update locker rooms and weight rooms. Lots of great changes in there. And um, one of the guys that I'm kind of using as a measuring point for how well these go is Maurice Hampton Jr. He is a at LSU. Um, he is a safety on their football team. I want to say he's a starter this year. I'm not really sure. I don't follow him that much. But I know he is an outfielder in baseball. Barely got going last year, but man, that guy's got some huge potential. And he um, will take over for a first round pick in Daniel Cabrera down in LSU. But Maurice Hampton is one of those guys that will definitely have a chance to go to the NFL or baseball here in the next, not this next draft, but the ones after that. So in 2022, um, and we'll see what he decides. And I think that'll be a good measuring stick for how well these improvements really are in the minor leagues. What you'll notice None of these improvements that have to happen, and they're going to cost money, and going to cost cities money even. Um, so your taxes might go up because of the improvements that these teams have to put in. But none of it is really for fan experience. All of it is about increasing what players get, what players are put in. They don't want people, um, players skipping out to the NFL just because baseball has garbage locker rooms or because baseball has... <laughs> buses all summer like it's crazy some of the stuff that they're put through and we see the Mike Trout's making 40 million or the <laughs> Bobby Vanilla is getting paid a million and a half dollars every year 20 years after he's retired like kind of things but most of these players they make they can go to college for four years make ten thousand dollars a year living with a host family like it's time to increase the what the player experience is. And I know there's other ways they could have done it without cutting teams, but this is all about improving things for players. And what you're going to see over this next few minutes, we're going to talk about some of the teams in the Northwest league, which will be down to six teams. And those six teams remaining are going to have a much better experience and much better players. Basically what happened was the Northwest league was considered short season, a ball. And what they would do is they would start around June, right after the draft. Players who had just been drafted out of high school or college are sent to short A ball. So Spokane, Hillsboro, all those teams were filled with players who were either just drafted, maybe were held back from the previous draft class. They weren't quite making the cut. And guys from international complexes, um, each team will have international leagues like in the Dominican Republic. And they can bring players over once they turn 18, basically. And so you'll get a lot of those guys. Their first experience in America would be in short season A ball. Th those teams were playing, I want to say it was like 70 games a year. Let me check real quick. Looks like 76 games. And so the calendar now, and I know some of it's going to be messed up from COVID, is Northwest League teams are going to play 132 games, which is super exciting. That's an extra... 56 games so an extra 28 home games so there's going to be good stuff and it's also going to be high a ball so teams before the minor leagues get messy but basically now it's simplified to you have a low a ball a high a ball double a and triple a low a will be where those guys make their american debuts where guys from high school or draft picks make their debuts and they'll stay there a year year and a half the better players from there will move on to high A ball. And you'll really see these players now that they kind of get it, how professional baseball works. 
and you're really going to see some cool things because those guys start to hit their stride. Most players, um, the best players in the Major League Baseball, tend to go to double A and then straight from double A to the majors. Um, so you have guys basically right before they go for this major league tune-up in double A, where you're going to see some great players and much improved quality of players coming through the Northwest League over the years. Um, so good things happening if you're in a city of one of the six remaining teams in the Northwest League. Sucks if you live in Salem-Kaiser, sucks if you live in Boise, and Boise just kind of got pushed out of things because they're kind of in the middle of nowhere and the extra travel expectations just kind of made it tough. So it definitely sucks there. Um, let's go over these teams. Um, so the Spokane Indians, we're going to start with them. They were with the Texas Rangers before. Um, at one point, it was rumored that the Dodgers and the Indians were going to reunite, which I was extremely excited for because the Dodgers have one of the best player development systems in all of baseball. And I don't even think it's arguable. So I was a little bit surprised when Colorado and Spokane finalized, kind of caught me off guard, but I'm still pretty excited about it. Now that the Texas Rangers hired Chris Young as your, their GM, I think they're going to do a lot better. For a long time, they were kind of just, just like their uh, the Dallas Cowboys, their parking lot neighbors, um, just middle ground, like not never good enough to make the playoffs, never bad enough to get great draft picks. And they were kind of stuck in that zone, so I'm kind of glad they moved on from the Rangers. However, um, with Chris Young there, I feel a little bit differently. But I think what you're going to get with Colorado is super exciting. Is it Colorado or Colorado? Hmm. So two of the guys they drafted last year, Zach Veen and Drew Romo. I can't remember exactly where Zach Veen is from, but he just... A super exciting outfielder. Drew Romer was a catcher down in Houston, um, just outside of Houston in the Woodlands. Um, again, just great young players. So they were both 18. They probably won't start next year with Spokane, but they will be there in a with probably by the end of next year. Um, but we'll see exactly what happens. I'm not 100% sure how teams are going to work this out. Um, but both those guys have big time potential. Zach Fien is the name you're going to want to know here. Um, he's going to be one of the more exciting players you see playing a Spokane Indians jersey over the next couple years. Um, they'll definitely spend some quality time there. Uh, and I'm going to butcher names in here. A lot of these names I read about, but I don't necessarily hear. And so I'm going to do my best with them. But there's an Adele Amador. He was out of the Dominican Republic a couple years ago. I've heard nothing but good things about this guy. I can't remember exactly where he's ranked on their prospect list. I want to say four or five, um, but super exciting out there. And the best part of this partnership, at least for the next couple of years, is Colorado seems ready to dive into a full-on rebuild, which sucks if you're a Rockies fan and you're watching them. But for a minor league perspective, they drafted seventh last year when they got Veen. They draft eighth next year in 2021. And honestly, if they don't get a top five pick for 2022, I don't know what's going on down there. They'll have to really improve some. Um, so they're going to get some big names coming through Colorado, through Spokane, which is exciting. And they also have a knack for bringing some great bats through their system. I know that in Colorado, it's, higher elevation that's easier to hit home runs but when you get guys like Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, um, DJ LeMahieu, 
I am forgetting the one, Troy Tulowitzki. You get these guys all coming through, and these guys didn't just perform well in Colorado. They did better there, but they played well everywhere. Colorado has a knack for bringing in some big bats, and so I think it's going to be really exciting to be an um, Indians fan, especially over these next few years, because they're going to get a ton of cool talent. Um, other teams in the league, and these are teams to just keep in the back of your mind, because when they come to town... There are some guys you are going to want to check out. Um, the Hillsboro Hops, um, they are staying with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And what I think you're basically going to see is in short season, again, you got those guys who were just drafted and just debuting in America, as well as a few holdovers. Now in high A ball, you're going to see guys who were drafted one to two years ago and guys who are international signings three to four years ago, and they're their second kind of year overseas, 19 to 20. So you're going to see guys who are a couple years older, and you're basically going to see two years later of development. So if you were following the Hillsboro Hops in 2019, especially considering they stayed with Arizona, it's highly likely that you see a lot of those same players in 2021. And that's what we're kind of kind of used for our frame of reference. I forgot to mention with the Indians, um, Colorado had been with the Boise Hawks and they'd finished 27 and 49 and last place in 2019. So being an Indians fan, there's also that you are probably getting most of those players that finished last place. So maybe not the most exciting team right away, but good stuff coming with the Hillsboro Hops keeping their same um, affiliate with Arizona. Again, you're going to see some of those same players coming back. And if I'm completely honest, like as a Mariners fan, I'm extremely excited seeing Kyle Lewis, Jared Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez, um, such an incredible outfield coming up. But one could argue that the Diamondbacks have an even better trio. If you saw the Hillsborough Hops in 2019, I know you saw Christian Robinson and Corbin Carroll. I can't quite remember if Alec Thomas was up, but the three of them are absolutely incredible um have the potential to go down as become one of the best outfielders in all of baseball in my opinion doesn't look like alec thomas was up um but those three are going to rival any three outfielders in baseball you should see a little bit of them hopefully 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 there are fans allowed in stadiums and you can see some of these guys because this is Three guys that are all have the chance to be stars, all playing in that same outfield. Um, you'll also see a guy, Bryce Jarvis. Um, he played in Duke. Duke was one of the surprising teams before the shutdown this year. They were looking really good through a perfect game. It wasn't against like a great team, but he threw a perfect game for Duke, which is pretty incredible. Um, he'll be in Hillsborough in the next year or two. But I would be super excited about Bryce Jarvis. I think you're getting a more mature player and a guy who just knows how to pitch. Um, this is where I'm going to butcher names because I'm adding in some other names I don't know as much about. <laughs> but other um, pitchers um, in, drafted in 2020, Slade Ciccone and Liam Norris, honestly could easily be on that same team. Um, further, they hold the sixth overall pick next year. So they're going to add some more big talent. Everyone's saying that that draft class is going to be loaded. So drafting sixth in 2021 is going to be exciting. And they have a way in Arizona of finding exciting talent, I feel like. They don't just get those boring 
consistent guys. You're Edgar Martinez kinds. Not that he's boring, but you always know he comes through, but not like a knack for the big play, like a Ken Griffey jumping off the wall. Arizona seems to find guys who are more that level where they're going to do crazy things. And so I think as a Hillsborough Hops fan, you're really going to enjoy that team. As a Spokane Indians fan, that's going to be a team that you're going to want to go check out when they come into town. The Tri-City Dust Devils. This was a team that everybody had said was probably going to get cut. We thought they were gone. They are still around. Um, It looks like basically with the way things shifted, Boise is out and Tri-City was in because Salem Kaiser was rumored to be out ahead of time. Um, Again, super exciting time to be a Dust Devil. The bad news if you're a Dust Devils fan is you are no longer a San Diego Padres affiliate who have done a great job of acquiring great talent in the minor league level. And even worse news, um, you add the Angels as the farm team who have consistently had one of the worst farms in all of baseball over the last few years. You've had a great talents come up like Mike Trout, um, but they don't develop players that well. Um, they're always kind of in the middle usually, um, and so they don't get super high draft picks. Um, so you're not going to replenish this farm as easy. Um, unlike Colorado, the Angels will probably be competitive enough next year to end up with a low, lower draft pick, higher draft pick, or lower draft pick. They're going to draft probably in the 20s next year. Um, they do have a good team in the majors as much as they manage to screw it up. Um, they do pick ninth next year. But um, I don't know. If I'm a Tri-City fan, I'm not that excited. If I am a Spokane fan, I'm excited to see Tri-Cities come in and get beat up on. Um, that being said, there are some good things. Reed Detmers, they drafted him out of Seattle, Louisville. I, watch, I remember watching him pitch. Just an exciting player, a guy who's mature, a guy who's just going to go out and get the job done. Um, he's going to be extremely fun to watch, consistent a consistency you don't normally get um, at these these low-level levels is what I think you're going to get in Detmers. Um, and the relative strength of the Angels' farm system is closer to these lower levels right now. Um, so even though overall the farm is extremely weak, there's some exciting players. Um, Kieran Paris, and again, I'm probably going to butcher some of these names, Errol Vera, Deshaun Knowles, looks like Beyonce Knowles, I did look up if it was his her son or anything. I couldn't find anything. Oh, David Calabrese is another one. They drafted him out of Canada. I'd seen him connected to the Mariners a lot. Um, an exciting outfielder. These are all people you're going to want to go out, go out of your way. Bug them for autographs. Honestly, I tell everybody that um, minor league games are so much better than major league games because you actually can interact with the players once things are back to normal. Um actually get autographs from players it's a pretty cool experience and those are guys I would definitely be targeting I hope David Calabrese is great in the major league someday um just seems like such a fun player um so honestly with the Angels my only hope is that their ownership can stay out of the way um we'll see what happens um in Eugene another team this this is a probably a positive change the Cubbies are now out um, they are not with a Northwest League team anymore. I can't remember who they're with. Um, San Francisco, who was previously with Salem Kaiser, 
at Salem-Kaiser team that went 46-30 and in 2019, finishing only a couple games behind the Hops. Um, they're now partnering with Eugene, and if you are in Eugene, this is exciting. The Cubbies had struggled with their farm system. They weren't getting high draft picks because their team was good, and so they haven't had the strongest farm system San Francisco has some cool stuff down in the low levels. Um, they've kind of been stuck lately in that middle ground, just like with the Angels between the playoffs and getting high draft picks. Too good, too not good enough to make the playoffs. Not good enough to get a high draft pick. But they tend to develop talent extremely well, no matter where their picks are. And you see this with some teams like the Dodgers and the Giants are another one like that. Um, you're going to see guys transform into major league talent in front of your eyes. You're going to see middle-level guys that aren't going to get a ton of name recognition out there and then show up and start to tear things up. So I'd be super excited to be an Emeralds fan. Um, Marco Luciano is one of those ones I'm extremely excited about. Um, people, he's up there in that conversation right behind Wander Franco, who's the top prospect in baseball right now. I want to say I've seen Luciano ranked as high as fourth. Um, super exciting player. Um, honestly, no matter what team you support, go see Eugene play because you want to see Marco Luciano. Um, this is another one. Um, Hunter Bishop. So if you follow the Mariners, they're um, Braden Bishop, who debuted in Japan in 2019. It's kind of been on and off the roster, kind of that stuck between AAA and the majors right now. His brother, Hunter Bishop, again, just as much character and a good guy like Braden, but with a bit bigger bat, I think you're really going to enjoy him. Um, so Hunter Bishop will be there. And then Patrick Bailey is the other one I'm super excited from for um, the Giants had Buster Posey, who's been great for years. And then Joey Bart is just starting to debut um, as another, as kind of the next in that line of Posey. And Patrick Bailey just falls right into that category where you might just see that three um, great catchers handing off to one another. Um, he was out in North Carolina State. He has a big bat, but he also has incredibly strong defense. So I would be excited about him too. Um, there's a couple other players. Um, Luis Matos in the outfield is going to be extremely exciting. And then Nick Swiney... Um, I have mixed feelings, but I've read good things about him, and I think you're going to enjoy him as well. So, honestly, I think overall you're going to enjoy them affiliating with the Giants because that is one of the most well-thought-through development systems in baseball. I would be extremely excited to be in Eugene right now. And if I, I'm a fan around the area, I'm going to sneak over to see Eugene play because those Giants players, they have a nice farm system. Um, the next two are going to stay with their same teams, um, and the only changes you'll see are going to be in the number of player or number of games. Um, so the Seattle Mariners and the Everett Aqua Sox, same as in 2019, you are going to see a lot of those similar players right back. Um, so really, the only thing is going to be more games this year. There's going to be a lot going on between Seattle, Tacoma, and Everett. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I even say it's ever Aquasox I'm talking about, but they're affiliated with the Mariners still. Um, 
if you live in the Seattle area, try to get to all three because there's going to be cool stuff going on at each and there's going to be different stuff going on at each. You're going to start to see a Mariners team starting to kind of take shape and really have this young talent fill out the roster. If you thought Justice Sheffield and Kyle Lewis were good in 2020, just wait till you see Logan Gilbert. I almost said Logan, Logan Kirby, George Kirby, um, Jared Kelnick. Wait till you see these guys come up because they are even better. So I would be extremely excited. Um, early in 2021, Julio Rodriguez could easily start with Everett. It wouldn't surprise me if he starts in Double A Arkansas, but um, he finished in Everett, and I think he will start there in 2021, just depending on his health over the summer. You'll definitely see Noel V. Marte at some point. Um, I've seen these guys ranked. I was reading some Dynasty rankings the other day, and a guy had these both of these players in his top 15 in all of baseball, like the best players not to reach the majors yet. Noel V. Marte and Julio Rodriguez. You might get to see Julio. You'll definitely get to see Noel V. And honestly, it's going to be worth driving out of your way. If you live up north of Tacoma or down near Portland, definitely get to Everett to see Noel V. Marte. Um, Jonathan Quace will also be there, probably right in that same um, level as Marte. Clays is an outfielder, and oh, he has already played in Everett, I believe. No, not yet, but he will. Um, um, as much as people talk about Kalanick, Tr- Rodriguez, Trammell, um, Lewis, Clays gets his name thrown into that category sometime, and he definitely has the ability to replace any one of those outfielders someday. Um, it wouldn't shock me at all if he replaced any of those big four names up there. Um, on top of all this, and I know the Mariners system a lot better than most teams, but, um, they've become a pitching powerhouse in the minors. They add talent like crazy to their pitching staff. So you're going to see Emerson Hancock for a one point. He was the number one overall pick in everybody's mind just a couple months before the draft. Um, high character kid as normal <laughs> with the Mariners. They tend to go with super high character guys. Honestly, one of the best pitchers Seattle's ever drafted. You could argue that he's the best um, coming out of college, even up there with some of those guys like Ryan Anderson. So I'd be super excited to see Hancock pitch. Um, Caden Polkovich, I'm super excited for. He's got a big personality, big cowboy style personality um, that I think you are going to enjoy. He's one of the hardest working players you'll see as well, but I think you'll really enjoy him. Austin Shenton is going to be super exciting. They went to, um, born in Bellingham. He did go, I can't remember exactly where he went to college, but coming back to Seattle to play baseball, you're going to see a kid basically playing in front of his home team crowd. I would be super excited to see Shenton. Um, they draft 12th this year, so they're not going to likely get a higher pick in the next few years. However, um, They've been able to start building up some things. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the lower levels of the minors will look like the next couple of years. I hope they're still strong. And I think a lot of that will come down to how they managed to get top prospects in international free agency, like how they got Julio Rodriguez and Noel V. Marte. They haven't had a great signing in the last couple of years. And we'll see what they do with that. And that will kind of determine how good these teams are going forward. Um, the Aqua Sox finished 37 and 39 in 2019. So you're talking a team that's probably lower rated than the others. 
Um, although I think Tri-Cities drops down, so but we're not really doing ratings today, so I'd be excited either way, just the names of those players. Um, finally, Toronto is sticking with the Vancouver Canadians, so the Blue Jays organization. Um, the, the exciting part of their farm system has been towards the top for a good couple of years now. You've seen Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and not Craig Biggio, Kevin Biggio and Bo Bichette Jr. and Nate Pearson. A lot of just huge names entering into the majors. Um, so while that youth revolution has risen to the majors, um, they haven't had. They're not going to get as many great draft picks in the future. But they have over the last couple years, um, because those young guys are struggling a little bit. Um, they made the playoffs this year, so you'll see those draft picks dropping a little bit. But um, with the fifth pick this year, they got Austin Martin out of Vanderbilt. Again, a guy that even up to the draft, people had said could go first overall. And I'm still a little bit shocked he didn't. Absolutely stud shortstop out of Vanderbilt. Um, someone to be super excited about. He has the potential to be an all-star for years to come. That kind of guy. Big bat, strong defense. Um, and has played in a program like Vanderbilt, which is second to none in college baseball. I would be super excited to get out and see him. And wherever I lived, when the Vancouver Canadians are in town, I would go see him. Um, I don't know as much about the Blue Jays farm system, especially these lower levels. But I've heard great things about Aurelvis Martinez, who'll likely be around. Also seen some good things about Adam Klofenstein and Desan Brown. Either way, not as much change in Vancouver, except the season length. They are still probably going to struggle this year coming from 30 and 46, and they haven't added that much that's going to make its way up to high A that quickly. So it is what it is. Either way, if you're a Northwest League fan, if you're a baseball fan anywhere in the Northwest League, or you want to be a baseball fan, get yourself out to a minor league game. Find cheaper tickets, a little bit cheaper beer and hot dogs. You're still paying a premium. But compared to a major league game, you have access to these players that's just crazy. Last year at a Arkansas Travelers game, um, I asked Dominic Thompson-Williams if he would sign baseballs for my kids. He came over and then, like, we didn't ask other players, but overwalks Kyle Lewis, overwalks Justin Dunn, overwalks all these guys to sign autographs for them. You get access to that in the minors that you will not get in the majors. Get yourself out to a minor league game. Enjoy it. I highly recommend before you go, look up a few names of players on the other team and on your team. There is some incredible talent. And when you start to focus in on that, watching those minor league games, it becomes even more exciting. So enjoy this Northwest League season. If you're in Salem, Kaiser, or Boise, our hearts are heavy with you. It does suck losing a team for sure. Um, as most of us in the Northwest know, with the Sonics disappearing. Um, if you live in any of the other six cities, good times are on their way, and it will be even better. Thank you for listening today, tonight, whatever time you're listening. Enjoy, and I'm sure the minor leagues will all be completely different by the time you listen to this, because there is a lot of changing going on. Now, it should be pretty set now. We'll see what happens. Um yeah, teams were given invitations, so there's still going to be some mixing up if teams don't accept those invitations, the minor league teams, which could be really interesting. Um, 
So it's possible that a team like Spokane could say, no, we're not going to do this because there is going to be a bunch of extra money they're going to have to pay. It's going to be harder to make money for them. Um, so we'll see what happens, but everything should stay similar. And I'm pretty sure all those details are hammered out for the Northwest League. So if like any team in the Northwest League dropped out, I'm sure Sam Kaiser comes right in. Um, but we'll see what happens from there. Hopefully good things. Thank you. Have a good one.